It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday, episode 619 of Coach Unplugged. We're going to do part two of Martin's uh, um, podcast today, um, talking about uh, basketball in Ireland and, and uh, some of the things that he has done that he has found successful. But before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, you know, it is the number one shooting machine on the market. I've said that a billion times, I feel like, in the last year, but I really do believe it. Um, you know, we've got a couple in our gym. They are great. They have a home version, which will help you um, that they, all their other versions will work at home too. They're just a little bit more expensive and offer some more bells and whistles that I think are great. Um, mention coach unplugged and you get $350 off, not on that home version, but on all the rest of them. Um, and they'll take really good care of you. Just call them. They'll mention coach unplugged, mention coach Collins, and they'll take unbelievably good care of you. Um, this service is second to none. I can tell you that even before they became sponsors of the podcast and then go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We're adding a lot of really cool stuff right now. Um, you know, starting next week, we're going to be doing practice planning for about a month. And then we're going to talk about building a program and we're going to have some themes going through the next month because coach Collins and, and half the world has been home. So I've got a, I've been able to get a lot of great interviews with coaches all around the world. Um, also before you go anywhere, hit subscribe, hit like, um, we would also love if you could uh, leave a review. We love those reviews. They are free. They don't cost anything, but they really do mean the world to us. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Is it like premier soccer? Like if you exactly. go up? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So ba- basically there's 12 teams in, let's say, take for example, the women's super league, which is the highest league in our country. Okay. Um, so at the moment there are 10 teams in the women's super league. Uh, we're lucky enough to be in there at the moment. And uh, then there are 12 teams in women's division one. Okay. So the winner of division one comes up to super league loser, the bottom place team in the, in the super league goes down. Okay. And then the second place team in division one plays second from the bottom in the super league in the playoff to see who goes into the super league the following year. 
And it's the very same with the men. Uh, the men. That's uh, awesome. But I'm surprised the U.S. hasn't moved that way. Like, because it's super competitive that way. It just makes you, I, what really surprises me about the U.S. is that when our kids leave here, our kids, when they come over here under Victory Scholarship, they're, they're leaving here maybe 24 and a half, 25 years of age. They're going back to the States and basketball is over. Right. I mean, we had a, a team four years ago and I had a 46-year-old guy playing for me. Right. And yeah. I had a 17-year-old guy in the same team. Right. You know, so, like, I mean, yeah. play as long as you can play. I mean, I can't believe there aren't structured leagues over there in, in the States, in, in each state, where you can then, from after college, right. guys who don't make the NBA, guys who don't right. make the G League, guys who don't get a chance to go and, you know, play in, in Europe and in China and right. Australia and all these places. Uh, how you can't have a league for those guys it's just it's beyond me really it's beyond, it's, me, it's, it's beyond me with it's beyond me and ba- like baseball i don't know if you know anything about american baseball but american bit, baseball american baseball has that it's got like the college league and then it's got it's got single a double a triple a major league like you can start you here and work your way up there's guys that are in the minor leagues the minor leagues for 10 years yeah, but, yeah, and they're yeah. making a living. They're not getting rich, but they're they're paying their bills and eating and like playing baseball. But um, it's here, like we have what we call local leagues. So local leagues. Right. Let's say I'm from the Midlands. So yeah. you'll have maybe seven or eight, ten teams in the. In what's the what's the closest? What's the biggest city close to you? Uh, Dublin is is only forty five minutes from. Forty five minutes. Okay. And the same. I live in Port Leash, but I I work. I coach in Carlo. Okay. And it's only forty five minutes from Carlo as well. So it's it's pretty easy to get in and out. Okay. Um, yeah, what I was saying is that, like, we with the local leagues here, like, that's the way we do it. Like, I mean, literally, your teams are moving up. Now, to get into the National League, you have to apply to get in there, and then you have to go through an interview process to make sure that you have the funding and the players behind it to make sure it's sustainable for your club. Right. So, Basketball Ireland have done a really good job the last few years of making sure that they're not breaking clubs' backs by, by allowing them into the the National League and Super Leagues, where money is obviously a major issue, right? And it will be interesting if they have to if they have to maybe condense a couple teams together. I mean, you, know, you wonder if things are going to have to happen with this whole. Yeah, like it's you know, like we've never seen anything like it in our. I've never seen anything like it in my It's a hundred. It's a, yeah. I'm, like I told you, I'm a nine, stats teacher. It's crazy. This is a hundred. Spanish is, flu was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a hundred years ago. It's 1918 is, to 1920. Yeah. I think it was. I was just reading up about it before we come on. You'll love uh, this. I have a son who's just going off. Who just graduated high school is going off to college, and we're trying to figure out if we're going to send him. Like wow. we're we're not sure college is going to start. You know who knows? Yeah, I, know. I've talked to my boss, uh, Donald McNally, is the sports director in IT Carlo, and he was saying that they had a, a conference call with all the sports directors in Ireland last week about when college will start for them this year. And, right. and like everything is coming in now because you're talking about scholarships as well. I mean, do the colleges are the colleges able to afford full scholarships? Because now they don't have the the revenue from you know maybe six months of this year or four months of this year. So, like they're saying that college probably won't start in Ireland until definitely November and possibly January next year. That's crazy. Um, let's dive in. Let's go back to the practicing because that's been on my brain a lot. Give yeah. me um, give me some give me some tidbits on practice, some keys, some big things you think practice wise for you. So f- for me, making sure. Again, I've written some stuff down for myself here, just because uh, okay. I'm getting old and I need. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Little little picture. I call it a, what I call it. I refer to it as my senior moment. I'm there you my go. There senior you go. moment. <laughs> now, like it's usually important to to make sure your practice and your your practice plan is set up for what you want to get from your team and what they need to get from you as well. How structured so, is it? Do you leave a drill even though you don't feel good about it, or do you keep going until you feel good about it? Uh, Ireland's a lot again this is where we'll show you the difference like we get a two hour slot on a Wednesday night okay from eight o'clock to ten o'clock this is our men let's say okay so we go Monday night from 6 30 to 8 30 Wednesday night from 8 to 10 and then some Friday nights not every Friday night we, we can go from 8 to 10 as well so there's our six hours practice a week okay um, and that's the only contact time I'll have with those guys okay uh, so I try and structure Preseason is obviously different. You you can structure your strength and conditioning and all that kind of work to to make sure you're getting them ready for the start of the season. But when right. we get into the season, if we're playing Balancholic this week, I want to make sure that I'm going to run every drill of every offense that we're going to be using that week. So okay. my drills, my shooting drills, let's say, for example, are based around what offenses I use. Right. So when we're in a game situation, the guys are comfortable with shooting from the position they're in. Because they've exactly. practiced it all week and they're getting ready. Same with our defense. So, like Balan colleague, for example, this year who were unbeaten in our league, had a fantastic American come in this year. A guy called Andre, Nick, really good player, was D one in the states. Kind of uh, had a few personal problems, but is after really doing a great job the last couple of years, getting his life back together and coming over here and been just an absolute rock star in Ireland. Right, every club in the country loved them. But like we knew, we, we were going to right. Andre's playing right. They've got Kieran O'Sullivan, so. Now we're going to go triangle him too on right. defense. We're going to try and negate as much as we can. Those two players take a percentage of their scoring ability right. away, and that's going to help us. And now we'll do that in practice. Practice, okay. Yep. You know, and, and that's like planning for that is, is major. I've gone into a couple of practices last year where today I didn't have time to, to set up my practice. And I'm going in and doing stuff off the top of my head, and you can see how sloppy practice is. Yeah. You know, when you go into practice and everything, I, I time everything, so I yeah. allow, you know, because I've got two hours I right. to get everything done. Uh, like, we have X amount of time for a warm-up, X amount of time for shooting drills, for defensive drills, box-out drills, then we're into game stuff. I think, that, I think the key, too, and I've, we've all done that, all walked in when we should enough. If you're honest with yourself, we've all done that in some stretch. But it's, it's similar to when I walk into my classroom. If I'm not ready, it's good, but it's not great. No. It's like, you got to know where you're going. Um, yeah, we, we saw towards the end of the season, like we, we went our last nine games before uh, we had to finish. We, we went nine games unbeaten after being beaten in the cup final. And we were really looking forward to the playoffs and, and getting ready to go. But that's because every single practice we went to was probably more difficult than the game we were going to have that weekend. Right. When we skirmished and we played against each other. Our guys were hitting each other and hurting each other more than any team could ever hurt us. And we right. knew we were going to be ready for the playoffs. And it was going to take a really, really good team to beat us. And I don't think – I honestly think had we, had we had playoffs this year, I think we'd have won them again. We won them two years ago, and we had the same kind of stretch coming down. And how to, hard was that to end without actually ending? For me, it was, it was awful. You know, I mean, <laughs> our, our, our women's season had finished, and we did a great job this year. We just had so – like, I coached – both teams. So I coach our right. women's super league and our men's national league. And the women's season, we, we've done a fantastic job to stay in the women's super league because of, you know, injuries and 
and just a lack of players. Like we literally we played the whole season with nine players. We had right. two Americans in who were phenomenal. Like Caitlin was third top scorer in the league. She got a first team All Star, which is our first time to have a women's Super League All Star. And we had a kid called Alyssa Fazels in as well, who was our Velez. Uh, she was the fourth top scorer in the league. So like our two Americans did a fantastic job to keep us in the league this year. But we had sixteen year old, two sixteen year old kids starting All right. at the <laughs> league level. You know, playing against the best team, best players in this country. Right. Uh, when that league was over, I was actually pretty happy that we'd done a great job to stay up. Yeah. Um, but when the men's league was over, I'm kind of gone. You know, and we all were like, we, we were, we went to our practice on Wednesday night and we were told we were quarterfinals, you know, that weekend. And then we get a phone call the following day, say your season's over and everybody's season's over. And it, it, it's for the greater good. And I 100% agree with the decision that was right. made. And they were the first sports uh, national government body in Ireland to do it. Uh, and a lot of things followed it, and it was a it was a really really brave thing to do. Yeah, because you it's know, a hard a thing. People... It's a hard thing. It's a no win for those people that make those calls. Do do so. What happens with moving up and down leagues? Is that going to? Yeah, how are they doing the that? League, the leagues had just finished, so all okay. the league, okay. league games had just finished. So that that was that was pretty good. The only thing would be obviously your second from top in Division One and the second from bottom in Division Two. They didn't get a chance to play off. Right. So. Even if they came back at the start of the next year and decided to play that game, they couldn't really because it would be different players. You know, right. Because they have different Americans. So you basically got to leave it the way it is for next year. I think so, yeah. I think it's going to be left the way it is for next year, apart from the two teams that won their league and have been promoted. Right. Now oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so if you could talk to your younger self, what would you say? My younger stuff. Wow, that's a really good question. Uh, um, <laughs> I love that one because everyone kind of gives different things. You know, what would you say? Yeah, for me, I think when I was when I was younger as a coach, definitely. Um, and I I started coaching when I was in high school. I coached my own high school team, and we just used to have a teacher that came with us to games for insurance purposes. Right. <laughs> uh, and I think back then, like uh, I was probably that that guy on the sideline who annoyed everybody. I'm probably still the guy on the sideline who annoys everybody, but I, back then it was, it, it was just done for the sake of doing it. Whereas now I think I'm, uh, I know what I need to do on the sideline to, to assist my players and to get the results that we need to get. Uh, what would I, we, we say cop on over here. So just relax. Okay. You know, what do you uh, say? Learn, say that learn. again. Say, say that cop, again. Cop on. Cop on. Okay. There you go. Cop on to yourself. Cop means, on to yourself. Yeah. Relax, you know, take it easy with yourself. Okay. Um, I, I just say, probably, I'm not a big reader. I'm more a visual person. Okay. So I think I would have probably got read a lot more, done a lot more that way. I'm, I'm definitely more visual. I like watching stuff and learning that way and video and stuff and watching it back and learning, uh, like, with our games. I, we'd have a game on a Saturday at 8 o'clock in Killarney. I'd be home at... 12 o'clock, I'd stick it on the TV and watch it until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. Same game that I've just after been at. I you know. know. So, yeah, I'm definitely a visual person. Um, learn more. I think, the, and know. I think the relaxing is good. That's what I would tell myself. It's like, take it yeah. easy. It will be okay. Because I, I think I, the I, losses hurt a lot more in my 20s and 30s. I don't like losing. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I losing either. Trust we, me. We, we played... Um, we played Bulgaria in the semifinals of the FIBA European Championships this year. And it was a team that I knew we could beat. And we, we did a pretty good job of staying with them until halftime with three points down. We lost the game by eight points in the end. But that's one loss. Hey, Coach. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. 
a couple things that don't, doesn't cost you a cent to do. You can subscribe and like, leave a written review. We really like that. You can go over to our YouTube channel. Just type in T-Tubes on YouTube and you'll find our YouTube channel. Um, subscribe, like there, so you'll always get the updates. Um, next thing is um, you, if you do any shopping on Amazon, go down below, click our Amazon link, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. Anytime you're doing shopping on Amazon, we get a small little commission. Helps us with our hosting fees. Be surprised how expensive it is to run one of these. And if you really love this stuff, you know, let me help you. Let me mentor you. Let me uh, email. Let me get on one-on-one -on -one calls. Let me show you all the resources that will help me become one of the winningest coaches in the state of Wisconsin. You know, um, you know that's why I'm doing this. I want to help coaches become better. Um, so teachhoops.com can do that. All right, let's head off to the podcast. You point them in a direction, in a direction, and they just go. It's it's what I refer to as lightning in the bottle. When you catch that, it's on you. You you can't replicate it. It's like. Oh. Yeah. These girls wanted to play for each right. other. Yeah. These girls wanted to, they've played with each other at international level since they were 14 years of age. Yeah. They've already won a silver medal in the European Championships at under 18. Right. Uh, we had not won a game at under 20 for 16 years until Dude. these girls came around. Right. And like we, we go in, we beat Ukraine in our first game, we beat Great Britain in our second game, bad loss to Israel, and then we beat Croatia. Right, and then we beat GB again in the in the third place playoff to win a bronze medal. Which was right. watching these girls in practice, watching the like we talked earlier on about practice has been harder than games. Right, every time these girls come to practice, they challenge me. Right, to be a better coach. I uh, my special teams, I've had it like, well, we got to call practice off because this is just getting too intense. Like someone's gonna get hurt. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're getting hurt, it's, it's it's time to call it off. But right. until then, let's let them go as far as yeah. I'm concerned. You know, if right. they're if they're not if they're going after each other, they want each other to be better. They do. They do. I've had sessions and practices where you know guys were taking it easy and other guys because. You know, they wanted them to feel a little bit better, but they're not getting better as players. And we're right. not getting better as a team if you're doing that. What do you look for in an American? Again, great question. So, like, and, and, and that, so that question, what do you look for in an American and how do you find them? Right. So, again, we, we've got a good little network now. Um, well, I, I've got one over the last couple of years by talking to people like yourself. And, right. Uh, I have a good friend down in Weymouth there, Jimmy Dolan. Yep. Uh, obviously, Tim. And yep. then a few of the, the guys who are playing in the States from Ireland, like Jordan Blount, who was at UIC, and, you know, players like Suzanne McGuire, who was, who, Suzanne was at Fordham, uh, a good friend of mine, Susan Moore, and is still at St. Joe's. Yep. You know, so, like, that network is there, and we can, you know, it's literally, it's, it's word of mouth, it's picking up the phone and going, any good players that are around right. this year that would like to do a Masters? Because we don't offer money in IT Carroll, so they don't get paid with us. Right. So if they're coming to us, they're, they're, they're offered a master's degree, which is a great incentive to an American as well, because like if you're in the States, a master's is going to cost you hundred K right. over two years. Right. Whereas you come to Ireland, you can get that master's degree. It's over one year. It's worldwide renowned and, right. and you're good to go, you know? Um, and so they just got to get there. Yeah. They're going to get like, sometimes we're able to help out with flights and stuff like that. Right. Um, they get here, we, like, we'll take care of accommodation. They get uh, a meal a day. Okay. Uh, we'll get them some coaching with, with younger kids in, in different clubs where they'll, they'll earn maybe 25 euros an hour and stuff like okay. that, where they're yep. able to get some spending money. Right. Um, like, Sports Changes Life has been the real eye-opener over here. Okay. I mean, they've done a fantastic job. They, they're in with the, is it the MAC 
yeah. and they they have a partnership with the Mac. But they bring in these kids coming straight out of of college, and they bring them here, part of their foundation. They take them for a week's orienta- orientation up in Belfast, where they, they get them their coaching badges for Ireland. Right, and you know they, they go through all the the stuff they need for coming down south to to be able to coach kids and, and play. Right. And then they they come to their, their colleges and do their master's degree, play for the college, play for the, the club that's involved or linked with the college, coach in the local area, help with uh, disadvantaged kids in the local it's, area. It's a really good um, program, to be fair. It is great. And, and the great thing about it is there's an interview process for that. So the kids coming into the, the scholarship will have four, maybe five interviews. So good people come out of it. Right, you know, yeah. so yeah. you're not going to have issues. Right, you—that's what you don't want. Um, can you think of one coaching moment we could dive into that might help the listeners in your career? Like one coaching moment, a good one, a bad one, a sad so, one, a happy well, one. I suppose we we played. Uh, it was just a local local league. My, my my best friend was playing. And, they hadn't had a coach all year, and I right. I just finished for I'm I'm in a nine month contract in Carlo, and I, I just finished my nine months in Carlo, and they came to what they call the top fours, so it's basically the last four teams in each league playoff for semi final and final, and he asked me would I would I go along and coach um, his team for the semi final and final, and most of these guys I would have coached when they were younger anyway, so right didn't have an issue with, with jumping right. in and, and right. helping out, you know, right uh, as he said to me before, you, you only have to call subs. That's all right. you have to do, you know? <laughs> um, because they were that good. But they, they ended up playing against this uh, group of guys from Mullingar, who were every single one of the guys, bar one, were Lithuanian. Okay. And these guys could really play ball. Now. They were right. a serious series. We played them, and we were three points up. With uh, So here's a question I'm going to give you. You're three points up. Uh, they've got the ball in their backcourt, 24-second shot clock. And there's... 16 seconds on the clock. Are you in the Are you in the bonus? Are they in the bonus? No. You You have two to give. I have two to give. Two to give. Oh, I start following. Yeah. So I let him. I just said, look, let him get it in. Let him get it in. Let him dribble a little let toward him, half let court. Him get, let him get it up over half court. Then foul him. And they yep. all kind of looked at me and because they're not going to the free throw line. Right. Remember, we're up three now. Right. So it ended up the last foul was with one second to go. It put them on the line for two free throws, so they couldn't win the game. Right, and the thing is, how often do someone actually get a rebound and then put it back in? It doesn't happen that often. I'm, I'm a Celtics supporter, so I saw it this year with Tatum and, and Brown. Did you see that game? I did, that, but that, that doesn't that, that doesn't. That's not going to happen very often at no. all. The I'm, math teacher, oh, the math teacher, in me says you just you just did an observational study. You saw one occurrence. There you go. <laughs> thousands of occurrences that happen, and don't make your judgment on that. Brad Stevens, yeah. I think, is one of the best coaches. I absolutely adore him. I do. I mean, I literally, he is like on my bucket list to talk to. Like he is like one of like five guys. I would like literally walk through a wall of fire to talk to. Yeah. Mastermind himself, Bobby Knight and pop are the three I want to talk to. Yeah. Uh, But Pat price who's a good, another good friend of mine. Pop's unbelievable. Oh, love him. Love him. him. Uh, Yeah. Pat Price is a good friend of mine. Actually, he lives in Ireland here. He's he's an American. He's from over around Philly somewhere. Uh, he's just started his first podcast this week. Okay. And his first podcast was Jay Laranaga. Okay. So Jay is is Brad's assistant coach, but Jay played basketball 
senior men's level for Ireland and was player coach. Okay. And Pat was his, his assistant coach while he was here. But it was an excellent podcast. I mean, the, what's the name of it? Uh, I'll find it out for you. I don't yeah. actually have it with me. I'll find it out for you and I'll send it to you later. Okay. Um, it's a really, really good listen. Now it really is. Pat is Pat is very knowledgeable. I, I've been lucky enough to work camp with him a couple of years and got him up to practice sessions with my teams. And uh, he coached a team that won. Sorry, that came second in the men's super league this year. Uh, Tralee Tigers. They're the only team in the country that's getting you know a thousand people at their cool. game every game. You know, right. really, really exceptionally good coach. What um do you um do you have a favorite drill practice drill? Uh, I love my so I always I start every single practice with our fast break drills. Okay, and I think that's going to get us up tempo start of the session, going to get everybody running, get everybody's blood you know moving a little bit. Uh, we we run a drill called it's just a sideline fast break drill called truck and trailer. Okay, uh, so it's a five man drill. Let's say the defensive end, or you go full court, make a layup. The the one goes free throw line extended for the outlet. The two rebounds outlets to the one. The three hits the free throw line, then hits the halfway line where it misses side where it meets the sideline. Your five would go baseline on the weak side, and then baseline to baseline for the rebound on the opposite side. And your your shooter would hit just over halfway, hits the corner, basically for pass from one to three, three to five, shot in the corner. You got your trailers coming down as well. So it's boom, 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 boom. Ball never hits the floor once the <laughs> ball goes. It's it's four dribbles to get down the floor, and make your layup. And then it never hits the floor. And we've got to put the ball in the basket twice. And we also can call numbers off it. So we make sure that everybody's running the floor. So first first time down, it might go corner and four hits the shot. Right. And then we'll call three. So three's going to make the pass to him. He's going to make a cut to the basket, receive, make the layup. Then the weak side has got to make the layup. So you make two scores every time. And I, I just love it because I think it really gets everybody moving at the start. It gets everybody concentrating at the start because you're calling out their numbers, so they have to concentrate at the start of the session. I think I that's think a great thing for, for coaches that are listening, too. It's like how you set the tone early matters. Like Big time. Oh, it's if, a, if, if you go into a session and, and you're lazy, right? everything around you is going to be lazy. right? I, I arrive at practice at least, you know, I'm ready to go regardless of what else is happening around me that I'm ready to go. So if I'm ready to go, I know the guys when they come in or the girls when they come in they're going to be ready to go. And I've had those sessions where I haven't been ready. Right. And you can then see how poorly the session goes. Do you, you know, tape practice? I, sorry? Do you tape practice? Do I tape practice? Sometimes. We, we, we tape different things in practice. You know, I mean, maybe stuff that we'd be using uh, that weekend in a game. We tape it and send it out to the girls. Look at this. Or the guys, look at this. This is, you know, we did this really well. We did this. We could have done this a little, little bit better. Uh, I'm very positive when it comes to coaching. I, I, I don't like to, first thing I think is, is very important as a coach is that no matter what player asks you a question or how silly that question might be to you, that question is not silly to that person that's asking. You know, you, you've got right. to answer every question without being demeaning towards that player. And I think that's very important. Uh, Undivided attention is what I refer to it as. What yeah. What do you think the hardest concept to teach? Communication. Love that. Communication. It, like, I mean, <laughs> it's a major, major thing, um, both ends of the floor. So we've brought in with our drills now, our shooting drills. When you're passing, well, even if you're just walking and passing, you're passing the ball to someone, you're calling that person's name. Right. Um, 
you know, if we're running our, our, our fast break drills that every time you're passing the ball, you're calling the person's name that you're passing, you're shooting the ball, you're calling shot. If you're rebounding, you're calling rebound. So, and if you don't do it, well, then there's going to be consequences. Right. And it's not just for you, it's for everybody. So something we make sure as well is that we don't punish individuals, we punish the team. So everything then revolves around teamwork. Yeah. Um, it's, a, so it's, a, it's such a hard thing. It's like, I, I, I don't remember where I heard, but basically a quiet gym's a losing gym. I so agree with that. Um, 100%. I was, I was in a podcast a couple of weeks ago and a coach was, we were talking about the same subject and I said, how do you do it? He goes, I have a, I have an app called, I don't remember what it's called. I'll look at my phone here, but it's basically, it's a decibel app and it basically tells how loud the gym is. It's sound meter, uses sound meter. So he, he, he pulls it out and looks at it. And if the sound meter isn't to the right, like 80s or 90, well, the gym's not, you're not talking enough. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's free. It's called Sound Meter. I'm not, I have no affiliate with this. People are listening to it, but it's free. And it basically looks, um, it's like, here, I'll show you. It, it, see that? And then if it gets yeah. to, yeah, yeah. we're in the 90s because I'm, ta- I'm a real loud talker. So if it's if it's in the '90s, we're good, and if it's not, then you know you gotta deal with yeah, it. So. I, I always say to to my guys, like especially the start of the game, we're playing defense, and we want every we want it to be the loudest gym in the country. Right. We just don't say we don't say the loudest gym. We want to do the loudest gym in the country. Right. So you're shouting, you're talking all the time. My captain this year with with my men's team, uh, a guy called James and Butsy, we call him Butsy right. Butler, um, unbelievable talker, tall, six foot six, skinny kid. Literally would die and he'd go through a wall for you, this guy, you know. But right. he talks and talks and talks. And it doesn't matter what he's saying, once he's saying something, everybody I, knows where he is. You know what I mean? They always know. <clears throat> um, do you have any superstitions or, or are uh, you superstitious? A <laughs> little bit. Um, <laughs> nothing like, you know, putting the same socks on or anything okay. like that. But <laughs> I, I do, I started, uh, we, we started kind of a stretch um, over here where we went eight games on on beating and I wore the same shirt for eight games and then we lost the cup final so I I burned it put it put it in the bin um, and I got a new shirt and then we won nine games in a row in that shirt so the shirt is a thing for me as long as the streak goes in the shirt I wear the shirt as soon as we lose the shirt comes up right oh I love that's my only superstition um what's one thing you've learned in the last year a guy over here called Brian Cody um and Brian Cody is the he was the coach of Kilkenny. It's, it's a county over here, and they they've won the most All Ireland hurling titles ever. He's this guy's a phenomenal man. I, I'm lucky enough to have been at a couple of his sessions with with his hurling team. So there's 30 players in the hurling panel, and as soon as the man walks into the room, you can feel the aura about him. You, like right. you can see every player there, the amount of respect that is there from everything just goes quiet. You listen to what he has to say and you move on. But he just, he, he was presenting the scholarships at our scholarship awards uh, okay. last year. And he just said, um, you know, don't limit your players. Don't limit yourself to thinking this is the best you think about that and then raise the roof a little bit more and then raise the roof a little bit more. There are no limits to what you can do. I love that. I, love I think that. that's, that's something I've learned myself and it's something I'm starting to believe in. Uh, what type of basketball do you guys use in, in, in Ireland? So we used the Molten, GG, yeah, GG7 for the men, GG6 for the the women. And how do you like that? 
uh, not as nice as the old top flight studios used. No, we tend to use like Wilson or Spalding. Spalding. So the Spalding would be a top flight, I think. Okay. In in Europe, um, yeah. Top flight one hundred is a really good ball. Spalding ball was a good ball. The Spalding TK thousand, I think, is what we use. It's all about I feel. Actually, yeah. I have one here. We had um, what did we have? We had the Belfast Classic. Okay. Uh, back Christmas before last. Yep. Uh, so we had eight Division One college teams. Okay. Hey, Coach. Hope you enjoyed that. If you did, okay, go join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You, you want to become a better basketball coach? Let me help you. You know, where else can you find a mentor for, you know, a dinner at McDonald's, basically? Let me help you. Um, not only resources and communities and handouts and one on one calls and office hours, it's got a little bit of everything that will help you become a better basketball coach. Also, go over, um, subscribe, and like, leave a review. And if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, click down below. We would appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.